This week's gonna be wild because it turns out whenever we skip a week, things get crazy. Yeah, they wait for us to do that, I think. Yeah. And <laughs> just they just accumulate. <laughs> just the weirdness. It just continues. We stand still and they keep going. Yeah. Like the theory Fuck. of relative craziness. <laughs> <laughs> when unstoppable crazy meets an immovable object. <laughs> so how's your summer continuing on? Um disappointing Uh (laughs) well i I, i've had tendonitis i think it's tendonitis my doctor said it's tendonitis but i'm not entirely sure i believe him like through my whole arm from my elbow to my wrist in my left arm which in a way is fine because it's my non-dominant arm but is not fine because that's my wasd hand (laughs) and i had a lot of video games i wanted to finish over the summer and I have been able to do none of them. Does it help if you use a controller? Not really. <laughs> so I've been trying to rest my arm, but that means for like a week and a half. I haven't been able to exercise. I haven't been able to play any of my games. Like I haven't been able to do any of my hobbies that I really enjoy doing. That sucks. So I've just been watching TV, and which is fine, I guess. <laughs> but I'm one of those people I can't sit and just do one thing at a time. Yeah, same. So... What Sitting and watching TV just feels like, why am I doing this? It is such a waste of time. Why am I doing this? I could be doing something else at the same time and being productive because I always have to be productive. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of kind of over the pain in my arm now. Mm, that sucks. How was your summer? Pretty good. I mean, I just got back from hometown where my mm-hmm. annoying family was not and had like a very nice yes. time. Finished. The Last of Us Part 2 for the third time and immediately started a grounded mode. <laughs> okay. just I'm just biding my time until Horizon Forbidden West comes out, to be honest. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm, just I'm very excited about that. Waiting for it to come, so. Oh, God, I can't wait. I need my arm to be better so I can be Aloy. Yes. I did not know Aloy was voiced by Ash from Ash What You Playing, if you ever watch. I have no idea what that very is. Very old web show. Okay. From like the early days of YouTube. Okay. So I'm super happy for her that she was like a very like early YouTuber girl on the internet who was playing video games and now she's like the voice of a major AAA video game character. So that's cool. That's cool as hell. Yeah. She's also in Legend what is that show? Legendary Quest or Mythic Quest with uh oh. Mac from Always Sunny. I watched one episode of that, and it was pretty good. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. I've, I've been watching Shit's Creek. Hell yeah. I'm on season six. This is how much television I've watched them on. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were on season two is... last time we talked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm on season six now. All I'm doing is watching television. <laughs> it's very annoying. I was going to say, like, learn to crochet, but that probably doesn't help. Nope. Need two hands. Yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I have done some drawing. I have been able to draw. That's good. Because that only requires and one hand. Right, presumably. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. I've been able to do a little bit of writing, but not a lot. It's, it's tough to do a lot of writing by hand if you're not typing. <laughs> yeah, and most of what I'm working on right now is also on the computer, so... Yeah, not much. It's kind of tricky. You can do about that. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It's summer, you get to be lazy, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Hello and welcome to Are You Serious? A Journey Through Bad Reddit Relationships. I am Morgan. I'm Esme and this is episode 62. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have, like I mentioned earlier, some crazy ones. Uh, this first one I have is in honor of 4th of July. Oh yeah. Happy Treason Day. Yes. <laughs> Well, I won't get into my feelings about 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this is an Am I the Asshole post, and uh, it was posted like a month ago. I'm way behind on stuff. Okay, so the title is, Will I be the asshole if I didn't tell him where his lost dog is? Hmm? Throwaway account because the legality of this is questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we just acknowledge that straight off the bat. Yeah, right? Like... Not sure I'm allowed to do this, but whatever. I have worked at this animal shelter for five years. I love my job. Every day we save dogs, reunite them with their owners, and find them new homes. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But today we had a woman bring us a dog that she found wandering in the street near her house. I recognize this dog instantly. I'm going to call him Spot for the sake of this post because I am not very creative. (laughs) Spot belongs to my neighbor. I have spent the past three years watching Spot wither away over my fence. He lives in a shed on a heavy chain, and never once have I seen my neighbor play with him or bring him inside. All through winter, rain, storms, etc., Spot stays outside. I've reported him for neglect more times than I can count, and have seen no change in the way Spot lives. I had extra fencing from when I put up my fence, and I offered it to my neighbor so that Spot could get off the chain and live in a fenced-in yard instead. He did not accept the offer. A few days ago, Spot disappeared from his shed. I don't know what happened, if he died or was given away, etc., All I knew was that he was gone. Now he's here at my work. I've done this job for five years. I've gotten pretty good at figuring out which dogs have the best chance at adoption and a dog like Spot, a purebred male as handsome as him, only three years old. I'd bet on him finding a home within a few weeks. Besides, we're a no-kill shelter. If he stays here, he'll either live with us until he dies of natural causes or be adopted out. So now I'm sitting here asking myself, do I tell my boss I know this dog's owner or do I keep my mouth shut? If I tell her, she'll be legally required to contact him and give Spot back. But if I keep my mouth shut, Spot has a damn good chance at a better life. Will I be the asshole if I keep my mouth shut? Mm. <laughs> Did you hear how strong feelings about she this? just imitated you. <laughs> um, personally, from a moral standpoint, yes, don't tell your boss about it. That dog does not deserve to go back to that house. Agreed. 100%. From a legal standpoint, you have to... Nah, <laughs> he has plausible deniability. Ugh. I mean, he should delete I mean, his post, but... Oh yeah, for sure. Morally, I would not say anything, but but it, it would become sticky if the neighbor came in and saw that his dog was there and was like, hey, I know you, why didn't you tell me that my dog was here? Like, from a you-could-lose-your-job perspective, that, that's a really difficult situation. But from a moral standpoint, fuck that guy. Poor dog. I would say it's been a few days and the owner has not tried to come in. Are there like, I would be checking around my neighborhood and making sure there aren't any lost dog posters or anything. Just tear them down. (laughs) I mean, you could, but I, I think if it was me, I would sleep better at night. If I went around the neighborhood, saw that he wasn't even trying to find the dog and was like, do you know what? This is the best thing I could do for this animal. Yeah. If there's like tons of lost dog posters out and he's actively looking for the dog, that would make me feel worse about the situation. But if he's not even looking and he doesn't seem to care, well, then fuck him. I would say even if the posters were up, this person should not own a dog. Like, no. Oh, no. And I've said for this sure. before where like, 
just because you want a dog doesn't, especially like a big dog, doesn't mean that you should get one. Like I want a right. dog, but I should not get one because my apartment and lifestyle do not uh, currently match with what a dog needs and what can make a dog healthy. And Cora. Yeah. Let, speaking of which, let me let my neglected cat in. <laughs> <laughs> She always just, like, is very dramatic when she wants in and then just saunters in slowly when I open the door. <laughs> She's like, oh, yes, you're here. Good. Thank you. My servant. Um, so when I was a kid, I, um, well, I was a teenager. And behind my parents' house, the, my parents had, like, this retaining wall. So it was up about mm, six feet. And then there was, like, a strip of land that was also my parents that was, like, six feet long or six feet wide. Mm -hmm. And then this short fence to the neighbor's yard. And they had this really, really sweet border collie. Mm -hmm. And she, it was the exact same situation. She was just on a chain 24 seven. You could hear her crying, like wanting Aww. attention. And on the 4th of July, one year, she uh, jumped over the fence with the leash still on and was strangling oh. herself if my mom had not been outside gardening she would have killed herself and she oh. saved her and i was like okay we have this dog now i was like frantically texting people like who wants a beautiful sweet border collie like i will give her to you <laughs> she probably has her shots i don't know but i was just like who wants to take this dog? We had her in our yard and I was like, we would keep her, but the neighbors would probably look over the fence at some point because it wasn't very tall and see her right. there. Not that they would maybe even care. It was a situation where they got the dog for the kid, but then the kid didn't take care of it. So they just put her outside. <sighs> and I hate that shit. It's like, you need to make sure that your kid will take care of a dog by tra train them to do something else that doesn't involve a living creature beforehand. Kids can't even look after themselves. Why would they look after a dog? Having a dog is like having a baby. The amount of attention that it requires. I, I never understood this mentality of, oh, I bought the dog for my kid. Why? You're the person who's going to be looking after it, not the kid. So if you don't want to look after it and you have some kind of deal, which is, oh, you can only have the dog if you take it for walks and feed it. No, that's bullshit. It's your dog. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, if you want your kid to have some responsibility, maybe feeding the dog, whatever, but understand. Get him a hamster. Well, maybe not even that. Give it, get him a plant <laughs> and have them do some fish. other chores. And if they can keep the plant alive and uh, like do the other chores regularly, then they're responsible enough to like regularly meaning without being asked, then they're responsible enough to take care of a dog. But right. most kids do not, like they'll say they'll take care of it, but they're kids. They believe it at the time. <laughs> they just want to play with it. Yeah, that, that's that's it. Yeah, They have no idea how difficult it is looking after another creature. Yeah, especially a dog so, where you, like cat, easy. <laughs> cat, easy. Food, water, litter box. They, they then do what they want. That's it. Easy. Some toys, maybe. <laughs> Not even that. A paper bag. <laughs> like, I have so many toys for my dumb cat. What does he want to play with? A paper bag. I bought him a really nice bed. Does he want to go in the bed? No. What did I have to do to make him sleep in the bed? Put a paper bag in it. <laughs> I, I took the nice plush cushion out. So it has this beautiful cushion. Soft, lovely. No, fuck that. He didn't want that. I put a paper bag in there instead. Oh, best bed ever. Yes. 
must sleep on paper bag. On the paper bag? Not even going inside of it? No, on the paper bag. He will play inside the bag for maybe five minutes. Then he'll deliberately smash it down. <laughs> and then he'll just sleep on it for weeks. We have one downstairs right now. He's sleeping on it. I guarantee you. That's hilarious. He's an idiot. Hey, he knows what he wants, and it's paper bags. I, I actually think it might be a throwback from his kittenhood when he lived outside. Maybe. And maybe he only had a paper bag to sleep on. We usually have boxes, maybe. like, That's by the door is. from Amazon deliveries and whatnot, and Cora does not even consider those. Does she not fuck with boxes? No. Neo loves boxes. She'll like a bag. She will She will go into a bag or, like, kind of, like, smell, investigate, like, if there's a to-go bag or something on the ground on its side. She'll be interested in that. Maybe because it smells like food. Who knows? But she likes to be Maybe. high up. So she'll sit on the back of the couch. She'll sit on the top of the bookshelf. That kind of thing. Yeah, Neo isn't really about being very tall. <laughs> he does like being tall sometimes. He likes to be on the ground on paper bags or in a, in a box. That's his favorite favorite place to be, idiot. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could not find a person to take that dog in. And so I had to give her back, which I was very sad <laughs> about. Or I don't remember, actually. I'll have to ask my mom. I'll give you guys an update what we did. I think we might have taken her to the no-kill shelter just to be like, listen, this dog was in our yard. We don't know where it came from. And also, please give her a better home than this. She's at least got a coin flip, whereas we know what her fate was going to be if we left right. her there. Yeah. And dogs are social creatures. I've said this before. Don't have just outdoor dogs unless it's like on a farm with other dogs. <laughs> Especially border collies. They're, they're bred to work. To be active, to be your, you know, farm helper. They they want to please you. So leaving that dog outside is a particular kind of cruelty. Yeah. Because the way that it's bred and the way its brain works, it wants you to tell it it's doing a good job and love it. And yeah, that's, that's pretty mean. And she was so sweet too. Like she was so attention starved. It was really sad. I'll ask my mom, you guys. They're such good dogs. <laughs> when I'm editing this. They're such good dogs. I love Border Collies. Yeah, they're so they're so sweet. Sweet dogs. Very energetic. Stinky, but very sweet. <laughs> All right. Fortunately, we have an update. Hey. So edit number one. Y'all are right. Who's Spot? Never seen this dog before in my life. <laughs> edit two. I have an update for you all if you're still interested in this story. Cora. Cora. Cora's like, dogs? No. <laughs> she's been on one today. Like, last week was Neo. This week's going to be Cora because she's been, like, walking around the apartment <laughs> yelling. I got her this new toy that was, like, it's, like, one of those ones that they have to move pegs and stuff to get to treats. Oh, cool. And she's been weird since I blew it up. But she's always weird, so who knows? <laughs> Okay, so I have an update for you all if you're still interested in this story. This dog that is totally not Spot was available for adoption all of three days before he found a home. A couple and their young son, maybe five-ish, were looking for, in their words, a cuddly, playful, gentle giant. And I thought, well, damn, I know the perfect guy. And introduced them. Spot adored the kid. Love at first sight. He looked at that boy like the sun shone out of his ass. That tail never stopped <laughs> wagging. Aww. The newly named King Arthur is now at his new home. Hell I think he's yeah. going to like it there. Smiley face. Oh, that's a good <laughs> ending. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm not crying. It's just my allergies. I did just put Aww. my contacts in. So this is actually good for moisturizing them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it was good to cry with your contacts in. <laughs> but oh that's so good like dogs are people too guys yeah 
Seriously. Seriously. Like, you you can't, can't leave them like that. That's so mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is really awesome. And again, this person's getting a dog for their son, but he's five. I don't think they expect <laughs> the son to no. take care of it. It seems like a responsible couple. So, yeah. Very sweet. This is good. When it, like, honestly, when I was a teenager... I started to develop this belief and still continue to develop of like the law versus what's right since you brought that up. And I was always like, you know what? If I'm saving this dog, I don't give a shit if I'm stealing them. Like then another like 10 years later when I was living down here, my parents, same house, different owners. I don't know if those were the owners that got busted for meth or what. Jeez. (laughs) My family's weird. But okay, so that same house, at one point, we were on vacation and the police had to come through our yard to do like a drug bust on that house. Holy shit. But it was different owners. And so they knocked on the door, but we were on vacation. So they knocked on the neighbor's door and were like, hey, are those dogs, my parents' dogs, are they like vicious or anything and they're like oh no we'll take them so they took them into their yard while they did the truck bust jesus so i think those were different owners that had the border collie and then different owners that had this german shepherd that was in the same situation i don't know what it is about that house and people being shitty to dogs but i was like who wants a german shepherd (laughs) i will steal it in the dead of night (laughs) i have a belief about certain buildings are cursed and it's normally like there's normally one shop unit on your local street that nothing survives in (laughs) ever it's like there's something new there every six months yeah nothing nothing will live there i do believe that some buildings just have that vibe to them and just perpetuate this cycle of no this is a bad place maybe that's what that house was yeah there's definitely one of those across the street from us it was like a cc's pizza which not that that's great, but, you know. And then it was a Dickie's barbecue, and now it's empty, so. Yep. Cursed cursed buildings on your high street. Tell me all about your cursed buildings. We had one at the end of our street, and it was, like, an art gallery for a little while, and then it sold, like, cheese, and then it was a wine shop, and then it was an art gallery again, <laughs> different art gallery. Then it sold tapas. Like, Sounds like it should have been all of those it- things at the same time, and maybe it would have survived. <laughs> The kind of litany I'm rolling off there makes it sound like I lived in some fucking liberal <laughs> utopia. But it kept going God, out of business, so it <laughs> must yeah, have been. Yeah, it was like the, the the area was quite affluent, and it was like up and coming with like young families or whatever. But nobody was actually that rich. <laughs> people liked to believe they were that rich, so people would put like weird business ventures in there and be like, "Oh yeah, people will buy this." It's like, dude, nobody wants your five hundred pound art like poor shit so i feel like i should have saved that one for the dead donkey because for the rest of this episode you're gonna need the chimes <laughs> okay where are, oh they're there i had to move the chimes because my cat keeps eating the baton <laughs> that sounds like him yep mm-hmm. and okay. also this is another installment Ooh. of weddings make people crazy baba so okay it's been ages since i've done that i know yeah I mean, it wasn't wedding season and now it's wedding season again, so... Or, I, I mean, I guess it's been wedding season since May. I don't know. Anyway, Is I don't know what I'm a, talking the, about. The concept of wedding season baffles me. Well, it's, you need nice weather to have a wedding outside. Do That's you? pretty much it. <laughs> Do you? As someone who grew up in yeah. England. <laughs> an outdoor wedding. Do you? You know. We don't have, what's an outdoor wedding, Morgan? <laughs> you remember my wedding. Who would do that to themselves? It was very windy. Um, Your wedding was very windy. Mine was hot. 
Yeah, it was. But there was a lot of shade. And, like, it was a lot of shade. Location. Anyway, I digress. So, uh, no ages at all. Not super important. The title is, Am I the Asshole for Sneaking Out of a Wedding Reception Because It Was Alcohol-Free and Vegan? <laughs> I just wouldn't have gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knew it at the time. Oh, oh God. Let me see. This is the worst. This is the worst. Hang on, let me pull up the guy's thing first, because I think he has some dumbass comments. Oh, no, that's right. His uh, sh- his shit's been suspended. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. My girlfriend and I attended a wedding this past weekend of one of her college friends. I had never met this friend of hers before because my girlfriend and I started dating shortly before everything happened last year, and I've only met a handful of her friends. When my girlfriend asked me to be her plus one, I of course agreed, and she told me that the reception was going to be buffet style, so we didn't need to pick an entree choice. The wedding itself was fine, a relatively short traditional church service, but on her way to the reception, my girlfriend told me that she heard some of the other guests saying that the reception was going to be alcohol-free. I asked her if she knew that beforehand, and she said she did not. She said the invitation didn't say anything about no alcohol. Okay, not a big deal. I don't need to drink to enjoy a wedding reception, although it certainly helps take the edge off when I'm meeting tons of new people. Mm -hmm. So we arrive at the reception, and girlfriend introduces me to some friends, and we find our designated place to sit for dinner. Water, juice, coffee, tea, and sodas are served as drinks. Wedding party makes their entrance, a few words from some members of the wedding party, and then it is announced that the dinner is served. We wait for our turn to go to the buffet, and as I'm waiting, I'm looking at the plates of some people and notice that the food doesn't really look that appealing to me. When we get to the buffet line, the caterers tell me that all the food is vegan. Not a huge deal either, just not my thing. So I take a little bit of everything to see what I might like. Well, I didn't really like anything. A couple of other guys at our table had the same problem, and one of them came up with the idea to head over to the bar across the street and grab a drink and a burger. They invited me along, even though I had just met these guys an hour or so earlier. I looked over at my girlfriend, and she was giving me a look that said, you better not fucking go with them. But I was hungry and could definitely use a drink, so I went. We weren't gone long, maybe an hour. Just long enough to order some food and have a couple beers. By the time we got back, the speeches were still going on, and we didn't miss the first dance or anything like that. But my girlfriend was super pissed and pulled me aside to tell me how big of an asshole I was for leaving and how rude it was of us to go eat meat and drink beer while at a vegan and alcohol-free wedding. I told her that literally no one except her missed me, since no one there knows who I am, and we were only gone an hour and didn't miss anything important. I told her it wasn't like we were drunk or bringing back half-eaten burgers to taunt vegans with. She told me she was incredibly embarrassed by me and that she can't believe I would put her in a position to have to defend me. I asked her who she has to defend me against, and she couldn't answer. I asked her if anyone even noticed we were gone, and she couldn't answer that either. Am I the asshole here? Don't think so. This is another case of, you need to put more important information (laughs) on your wedding invite. Like, if if on the invite it said, we're having vegan buffet-style food, and it will be a dry bar, then you can eat before you go. Like, it wouldn't bother me if it was, like, one or the other. If it was, like, vegan food... Or, and there was a there was a bar, or if there was no bar and there was like non-vegan food, I don't think I would mind. But to arrive at a wedding not knowing any of this stuff, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, all the food is vegan, but also there's no alcohol. It's like, well, fuck me, I guess. If that's your lifestyle choice, that's fine. If that's how you want to do your wedding, that's fine. But you need to put that on the invitation so that people who are coming to your wedding can be like, oh, okay. Well, I might be hungry because I might not like anything, so I'll have a snack before I go. Like, it's not like he was the best man or anybody knew who he was. I don't think it's that big a deal. I 
I think it also depends on how many people are there. Like, is this a 200-person wedding? Because, yeah, it probably doesn't matter. For them leaving, at least. Yeah. Um, it does not say. It only says that there was... They didn't say no alcohol on the um, invitation. It does not say whether or not they talked about it being vegan. Well, she said it's buffet style and that she heard some people saying... Oh, no, she didn't hear anybody saying. She heard people they say... Just, it might be vegan. There was no she heard alcohol. people say was, alcohol free the and okay. the waiter told them it was vegan. So it could just be that they didn't read the invitation or that they forgot or something like that. So it doesn't say that. But of course, a couple other guys at the table are also saying that they didn't. But who knows? People are bad readers. <laughs> yeah, people don't really pay attention to a lot of stuff on wedding invites. But yeah, that's... Uh, I don't think anybody's really in the wrong here. Well, we're... At- I would say he's in the wrong as he ditched his girlfriend at this wedding. That's kind of bad. I think that's the only thing that is kind of suspect. Yeah, to like go with these guys he just met. And that he came back after having a couple of beers to an alcohol-free wedding. Mm. I think that that's somewhat problematic. And I think the fact that he... He's like, it's fine. I can go one one day without alcohol. And then he's like, all right, bye. Like, I'm going to go get some alcohol. Is <laughs> like, is, I could see why the girlfriend's annoyed, obviously. Yeah, very obvious. I can see why she's annoyed. Yeah, for sure. Um, Like, like honestly, you suck it up. You pick at the food, uh, eat what you can. And then on the way home, you can go to In-N-Out or yeah, whatever. Go to a, yeah, go to a restaurant on the way home. I just, it, it's, it's. This is all completely dependent on whether or not the bride and groom actually give a fuck, I think. Oh, I think the important person that gives a fuck is the girlfriend, right? Like, he ditched yeah. her. That's a big thing. She was trying to tell him not to go. Yeah. She didn't say not to go. She gave him a look. But, mm, of course, that's... Yeah, that's like... That's could all... Like, yeah. He, he read it correctly, so he doesn't have any plausible deniability. <laughs> like, like <laughs> she gave me a look that said, you better not fucking go with them. Great, you interpret it correctly and then just ignored because you weren't told explicitly that that's a dick move. So I think he's an asshole for, you know... The way he treated girlfriends. Yes, and then leaving in the middle yes. and coming back after having alcohol at an alcohol-free event is probably not great. There's, And I know that it's... I know that it's difficult to cater for people of different, you know, dietary requirements for your wedding. Because for for my wedding, I had completely gluten-free guests because I had celiac um, guests. Mm -hmm. And I had completely dairy-free guests too. So I had to make sure that in my my buffet kind of options, I had things for them to eat. Um, And that's pretty tricky if you're trying to cater for everybody. So I can kind of understand how if there's like a few vegan people in your friend group you'd be like let's just make the whole thing vegan it doesn't even matter well, i bet they were ve- like, the bride and groom were vegan because if like oftentimes if they're you know vegan they're not yeah. gonna buy meat no. for people right like that's no. against their beliefs so i think i mean i had a buffet style wedding and potatoes everybody likes potatoes yeah. everybody likes a potatoes. salad with vegan and gluten-free dressings mm-hmm. and that's and bread <laughs> and you're good like like that's feeding everybody and then you can have some other options that are you know more of a variety less fewer carbs but as long as you have those things that's pretty much gonna make everybody happy yeah maybe some pasta one of my gluten-free guests actually ate a gluten brownie by accident oh, no. <laughs> they were very excited about the wedding <laughs> and uh one of the one of the servers came around and was like do you want a brownie and they were like hell yes i want a brownie 
<laughs> just put it in their mouth, didn't think, took two bites and was like, Uh-oh. oh, this tastes so good. Oh no. <laughs> this tastes amazing. Good. Whoops. <laughs> Hope they enjoyed it because so, they did not no. enjoy the next 24 hours. No, they did not enjoy the next 24 hours. That was a miserable experience, but the brownie was delicious. So. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. I think this is more a I'm a bad boyfriend situation than a I disrespected the bride and groom situation. And yeah, and I would say if it's a smallish wedding, then that's a, still a dick move just to be like, like, oh yeah, if the wedding is small, that's not very polite at all. Especially this is the first time that uh, he's meeting the the friend of hers who's the bride. Yeah. Like, like that's uh, not great you're probably going to be hanging out with her in other contexts and to be like, oh yeah, I ditched your wedding to go eat meat and drink alcohol. Yeah. Not a great uh, first impression, we'll say. I went to get a beer and burger combo while you were serving nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I would say he is the asshole. I mean, I understand. <laughs> but... I understand. I get it. I feel like... But be an adult. I need more information on how prepared they were for this situation in order for me to go... Oh, he's a mega asshole, or uh, he's still an asshole, but he's just not that bad. Yeah, the world won't end, you know. All right, so this next one is is uh, old. I think it's like old. a couple years old. Um, oh damn! But I didn't screenshot it. It's kind of one that gets referenced a bit on, so it's kind of a classic on Reddit lately, um, because it's referenced whenever people disregard their spouse's boundaries with their spouse's own family. Um, which that will make sense in a second. So OP's 23 and it does not say how old his wife is. Okay. Am I the asshole for being mad at my wife for causing a scene at the restaurant? <laughs> this is a classic title. <laughs> yeah, of like, could go either way. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tell me more? Uh, yeah. Okay. And chimes time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have them. They are ready. Uh, my wife has long... S- I can read. It's fine. (laughs) It's been a while since I've had to read. (laughs) My wife has long-lasting issues with her mother. She hasn't spoken to her in six years. To be frank, I've never understood why my wife doesn't want her mother around. All I know is their relationship went south after my father-in-law divorced my mother-in-law. It was a decision they both made, so I don't get why she keeps punishing her mother like that. I was open to have meetings with my mother-in-law. I have been in contact with her for a year, and my wife knew. Nope, nope, nope. She said it's up to me to want to have a relationship with her mom, but I shouldn't try to make her reestablish a relationship with her. Things remain the same for months. My mother-in-law would see my wife a few times a week, but they don't talk. And I just thought that my wife and mother-in-law were stuck in this conflict and needed one meeting to at least open up to tackle this issue, especially before our son is born. I like how he sees his mother-in-law a few times a week. Like, that's a a lot for your wife being no contact with her. A lot. Yeah. I arranged for dinner at a restaurant on Mother's Day. My wife thought it was just the two of us, but I kept giving her hints about the person I was expecting. My mother-in-law and ro- my mother-in-law arrived, and the next thing I knew, my wife got up from her seat and started yelling in front of everybody. I told her that her mom tried many times to reconcile, but she was being unfair with her grudge. Whoa. But she was being unfair with her grudge-holding attitude and not giving her a chance for a sincere talk. All I asked for was to sit down and talk things out with her mom. She said she didn't want to see her, especially on this day, and I thought I was doing this for her as a mom. And I was. I begged her to sit, and I'd... Oh, she thought I was doing this for her as a mom, and I was. I begged her to sit, and I'd get her mom to leave if she was bothered that much, but she didn't listen. My mother-in-law was standing behind crying while everyone was looking. 
My wife took her phone and purse, then left. I had mixed feelings, but I felt mostly upset that things played out different than what I had in mind, since my wife has no problem with her mom speaking to me. A lot of omitted words, possibly, to get to the word count. Oh my, God. my wife has been staying with a friend for a week. I visited her twice to talk, and every time we ended up arguing. I told her she didn't need to cause a scene at the restaurant and could have been a little bit graceful to sit with her mom at the table to talk, but she said I need to blame myself. I asked her, didn't Mother's Day mean anything to her? And all I got was a cold stare. Growing up with my mother made my life in... Growing up without my mother made my life incomplete. I never had any mother figures in my life, and it's because of my father. I just think everyone should count their blessing, and she should realize it's never too late to fix the problem between her and her mom if she chooses to see how lucky she was to still have her mom alive. But she kept blaming me for the scene at the restaurant and said she won't forget that day and flat out told me, you know what's the worst thing about betrayal? It never comes from an enemy. This complicated the matter more. I thought about what went wrong, and it's clear my wife isn't willing to even try. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Dude. Oh my god. The fact that she's not even telling you what the issue is means it's really bad and you need to fucking drop it. Yeah, that's... Also, it's none of your goddamn business. It is not your responsibility to fix your partner's relationship with their family. Like, just because you didn't have a mom, which is very, very sad and I feel sorry for you, doesn't mean that everybody else needs to be grateful for for family members that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Like, just, oh, I don't know, it's kind of just, I have all kinds of icky feelings about this. Yeah, and especially I feel really bad for her because she's pregnant and, like, pretty young and his, her husband does not respect her boundaries, does not respect her own agency in her life. He's like, well, she just needs me to fix this and she's just being difficult uh you know for no reason it's like you don't respect your wife if those are the things that you think about her but there's also clearly a reason why she hasn't said anything to him yeah about why they don't talk and it it might not just be that whatever her mum did was incredibly heinous it may also be that if she told him he'd be like oh that's not that big a deal yeah true so ugh, this is all kinds of levels of bad and he's like oh she said she doesn't care about me having a relationship with her mom. Well, yes, she does. Because she doesn't talk to her mom when you see her. She removes herself from the situation. You force her to see somebody she is uncomfortable with being around multiple times a week. Yeah. And it's like, that's not... If if being around her multiple times a week is not helping, then... Then springing this surprise... Yeah. And the fact that he did it in a in a public place. In a public forum. On Mother's Day. And he 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 surprised her too because he probably knew yeah. that she wouldn't have shown up beforehand. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. The lack of self awareness is astounding. Yeah. It's. I hope that she is divorced from him. It's this weird kind of hero complex mm. mentality of some people where they think that their one purpose on earth is to make everybody else be grateful for what they have. It's like, that's not your responsibility. It's got nothing to do with you. You can't fix the problems of a mother and a daughter by forcing it into being. Like, he's likely doing more harm than good. Yeah. And uh, he says in the comments that the mother-in-law has expressed desire to reconcile and still his wife did not want to. And so he's... He's, that it was not fair to let a conflict prevent them from reestablishing a relationship based on respect and understanding. You don't know what mother... Like, 
you are not respecting you or understanding her. You don't know what mother-in-law did. And yeah, I would I would be willing to bet that she's not telling him because he won't take it well. He is so desperate for a mother figure that it's more like he's dating her oh. than he is her daughter. Yeah. In a comment, he says, I do not have mommy issues. Honey, honey. Yes, you do. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he spends the entire last paragraph of his post saying, I didn't have a mom. I never had a mother figure. This is about him. It's not about her at all. He doesn't actually want his wife to feel better about the situation. He wants to orchestrate a relationship where he doesn't have to feel bad for relying on his mother-in-law to be his mother. Yeah, he wants to have a happy little family. He wants to not Mm -hmm. have to deal with the problems anymore. He wants, like, the vision for a family that he has in his mind. He does not, and he's doing that in spite of what his wife wants, like to the detriment of his relationship with his wife. Because in his head, it must be having a mother is perfect. Yes. Because he never, because he didn't have one. Yeah. So it's rose colored glasses because he hasn't. A mother would never want to do wrong to their children. She's being spiteful. Yeah. And it's almost like, like a sexist thing too, in the way that he's treating his wife and also the way that he's glorifying mothers as well. Like Mm. all mothers Mm -hmm. are perfect because women are designed to bear children, but also my wife is being silly because of her silly lady emotions and I'm being rational, even though he's not. (laughs) Wow, dude, you need your own help. Yeah. (laughs) Therapy time. You need to go, need to go talk to somebody about your residual feelings about what happened to your mother. (laughs) Like... Yeah, for Ugh. sure. Yeah, he was labeled the asshole. Surprise. Mm-hmm. Surprise. <laughs> so was the last guy, by the way, in, the wedding guy. In least shocking things that have ever <laughs> happened on Reddit. Um, yeah, I hope she divorced him. Agreed. And this is fairly recent. So let me see. One month ago. So we'll see. Okay. I love this next one. I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's a fun ride. Um, yeah. Am I going to need chimes again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So, I want you to keep in mind that they have been dating for one month, okay? okay? He is 26 and she is 27. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend of one month went to a Major League Baseball game last night. She knew a player from college and he invited her into the locker room where she was gone for one and a half hours and then spent all night talking with him. Was she just disrespectful or did something worse go on? (laughs) This is so much information. (laughs) I know. This is a long ass title because it's relationship advice or relationships, I can't remember. And so... Uh, it's like, there's no character limit on the title. (laughs) So like the title says, I have been with my girlfriend for about a month. I really like her. And while we have agreed to be exclusive, she does not want to have sex or sleep in each other's places for at least six months. It's not what I want, but I like her enough to give it a shot. I do think this is important for the overall story. And he says in the comments that she just, that's her rule for all relationships. Like she doesn't sleep together for six months, which is fine. But I don't know if that's a truthful thing, but anyway. We live about an hour from a major city with lots of sports. I'm a huge soccer fan and player, but don't really get into the other sports. She is a passionate fan of this particular team, so she was very excited that I agreed to go. This is not very well written, but the baseball game, presumably. (laughs) We sat pretty close to the out-of-town team's pitcher area, and maybe like one-third of the way into the game, she shrieked, Oh my god, and went sprinting down to the railing where the pitchers were. It turns out she knew one of the players from college. She came back so excited and he said he wants to meet us after the game to say hello and maybe get a tour of their locker room and clubhouse. I said that was fine. 
So we met him after the game, and he led us on the field, and just as we were about to go inside, my ex-wife called and said she'd had to talk to me about our kid's upcoming doctor visit. So I waved my girlfriend and said I'd catch up. When I was done with the call, I couldn't convince the security guard to let me inside, and he basically escorted me out of the stadium, so I waited on the street for my girlfriend for an hour and a half. She did not respond to texts or calls that entire time. We finally caught up, and she was like giddy to see that guy again, and it was so off-putting. I asked her if she wanted to talk about something else, and just then he texted her and asked if she wanted to come back into the city for coffee and to catch up longer. She asked if that was okay with me, and I gave her a sarcastic, fine, which I guess she didn't see, sarcastic, and said, thank you so much. And when I dropped her off, she didn't even go inside and just got in her car, I assumed to go back to the city. I drive by her apartment every morning on my way to work. And her car was not in her assigned spot, so I assume she stayed up all night with him. I texted her and her response was, sorry for being such a wacko last night. It's just so exciting to see one of my all-time best guy friends being so successful. See you this weekend. Kissy heart emoji. And that's it. I feel like no matter what, her actions were very disrespectful to me and I need to address (laughs) them. But could there be more going on How about she saw one of her friends who she hasn't seen for a long time and had a nice time? Yeah, and like, he's an away pitcher, so that's the only time they're going to get to catch up. Yeah, like, like, so much must have happened in his life to get him to that spot. And if you haven't seen somebody for a long time, it can take a long time to catch up. You've only been dating for a month. This is what you're concerned about? (sighs) It's difficult because she must have stayed overnight in the city, right? There isn't any, any doubt about that. Despite the fact that he creepily was looking for her car in her apartment. So he does say in the comments that uh, he that's just his normal route and it just happens to be the way that he drives. And that's actually how they met. So let me find that real quick. Cause what? It's, I met yeah. because I drive past your apartment every day. I just got divorced. I have a kid with medical issues and such. I was hoping for some love and physical attention after a long bout of deep depression. Mm-hmm. So, again, one, one month. month. And it, his reasoning for getting in this relationship was, I felt neglected because my kid is sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was just on my way to, or it's just on my way to work. I met her bedside of this. So I was driving that way before I met her. I think he means because of this. Oh, or outside of this. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm divorced at 26. My ex-wife is living with the guy she cheated on me with, and he's probably a better dad than me, and my girl ditched me for a guy she hasn't oh seen in five God. years. Oh my God, he's just super insecure anyway. He's a yeah. better dad than me. This is a rebound puppy love oh, situation. Dude, come on. And like, this- you got to work on yourself before you start trying to date other people. I think that comment about where he, like, where they met it was deleted. So That's weird. To, yeah. Let me see if I still have it on my phone. <laughs> that seems like something I would uh, screenshot there. But yeah, he needs to chill. And also the sarcastic fine. fine. Like, clearly not a great communicator. Yeah, if you're not happy with it, or you could be like, well, why don't we go together? It would be nice to meet one of your friends. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Rather than being like, oh, I'm sad that you ditched me because you got to go into the locker room and I didn't. Like, yeah, I mean, it is kind of shitty that she st- she talked to him for like an hour and a half and didn't respond to calls or texts when like he didn't show up. Like if there was a phone call, 
And I was like talking to my friend for 30 minutes and my boyfriend didn't show back up. I would be like, oh, let me check my phone and see, you know, if he got locked out or whatever. But also like she did everything else fine. Like everything else is fine. That was maybe just like a little oopsie. But she asked him for permission. Yeah. Sometimes you get carried away when you see somebody you haven't seen for a long time too. And you don't check your phone or you don't want to be rude. That's the other thing. If you're hanging out with somebody, you don't want to be checking your phone all the time. Yeah. So maybe that, maybe that. But, you know, he's not a good communicator. He's incredibly insecure. Don't think he should be dating right now. Especially yeah. if he has a very sick kid. Yeah. So there's an update. Okay. Um, and it's same title. Basically, I guess since I had to wait 48 hours to provide an update, this is what happened. I last mentioned that every morning I drive by her apartment complex. It's actually how we met, and her car wasn't there. I texted her to see if she was okay, and the iMessage never was delivered. But I could see at like 1.30pm that she read the message. She just texted back, I'm fine. I asked her how coffee went, and she said that she was still in the city hanging out with her friend. I said sarcastically, even over text, that they must have had a lot of catching up to do. She never responded to that. Yeah, because I would. I wouldn't respond to that. It's like, alright, fuck you then. All right, I like this next part. Wednesday is Nova on PBS night, and that has been our standing date ever since we got together. You've been okay. to so three times. <laughs> so three times you've watched Nova together. <laughs> or maybe two. I texted her and asked her what she wanted me to get for dinner, and she said that her friend had given her free tickets to the game. Since she was still in the city, she was going to meet up with some other college friends that I had no idea existed for drinks and then go to the game. Oh my god, dude. I said on text, look, I don't think how you've been treating me over these last few days has been fair. We agreed to be exclusive and start a commitment. And this isn't how you treat someone you have a relationship with. She responded with, quote, I'm okay if we break up. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah. She's like, I don't need I don't need this in my life. Like, I'm 26. I don't need this right now. Or she's 27. But yeah. if, I, if I can't hang out with my college friends, fuck you, dude. I asked her what that meant, and that's not what I was getting at, rather that we just need to treat each other with respect. Like, again, what did he say that was sarcastic again? Oh, you must have had a lot of catching up to do? Oh, you must have had a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, okay, that's really respectful and mature. If I just got that text, I would be like, okay, like, thanks. Like, I wouldn't read the sarcasm into it. I would just be like, yeah. No. Um, blah, blah. At about 5.30 last night, that was all she had said to me. It's like she never even cared. I was just getting over my divorce and started to see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I really loved her even though it had been a short time. And her last words to me were, I'm okay if we break up. No explanation, no apology, no sadness, nothing. I'm so brokenhearted, I tried to sleep, but kept having dreams that we were still together and would wake up in a cold sweat. It sucks I'll never get to feel her body again or plan our future. What? Or let my daughter meet her. I feel like life has no meaning. What? Therapy. Dude, a month. A month. One month. Yeah. I've had plants that have died in a month. <laughs> like. I have plants that have lived longer than that. I don't. So. <laughs> well, you have snake plant life. now. Snake plant will never leave I have leave snake you. plant now. <laughs> but anyway. And you know what? He has new green shoots <gasps> in the middle. Oh, that's exciting. <gasps> I just got a. I didn't send you. I didn't send you the pictures of my garden, did I? No, me too. Morgan, things are growing. <laughs> Very exciting. They have flowers. They look happy. The plants, they are happy. I don't know what I did. <laughs> My orchid has a new leaf I'm excited about. <gasps> that is very exciting. Anyway, we this guy needs help. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, now I'm distracted by plants. That'll just be our summer to shout out at the end. But yeah, he three guesses why he got divorced. <laughs> Two, Plingy. Because he's possessive as shit. Yeah. I bet he was jealous of the sick kid. Oof. But any money, that's why they broke up. Or he was, I, what I think is possible, what I see this, per- <laughs> my reading too much into it is he was like, the child is life. And if his wife would do anything like, I'm going to just go out for drinks one night, you know, any self-care, mm-hmm. he was like, why don't you care about our child? No. That's that's my guess. <laughs> yeah. It's either probably one direction or the other, but that's my guess, my official guess. So. Jesus. Yeah. Wow, dude. Need to chill. Yeah. Yeah. Having dreams about it is very uh, iffy. After a month. <laughs> yeah. I just can't get over it. <laughs> Like, you remember, like, a month ago when she wasn't even in your life. And also, it's super sketch that he's like, yeah, I drove by her apartment and that's how we met. Did you pull over? Did you pull over to talk to her while she was jogging or some shit? Like, oh my god. Don't like that at all. So, yeah. <laughs> I just thought this Oof. was hilarious because he's, like, she literally does nothing wrong. And he's like, well, she's obviously cheating on me, right? And everybody's like... No. Not obviously, no. no. <laughs> like, there could be any reason. Maybe there wasn't very good phone reception in the dugout. Like, <laughs> it could be anything. <sighs> yeah, and the top comment on his original post is, she's not your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Hey guys, a month doesn't give you the right to tell a girl what she should be doing or where she should be going. <laughs> it's a month. Come on now. You have food in your fridge that's older you than that. You know what? You know? Another thing is that he needed to do was just, she's like, I'm going to stay in the city and meet up with some college friends and he got us tickets to the game. Why not go with her and be like, yeah, let me yeah. meet. He's like, they didn't even know they existed. Like, oh, hey, can I come? No. Is it okay? Like, are there tickets? Or or if you're going to have drinks before, like, I'll come in and get drinks with you guys and then you guys can go to the game. Or like... Try and be interested in meeting her friends and or involving yourself in this in some way. Not in a possessive way, but in a like, hey, you're having fun. I want to have fun too. The end. Like, don't, it doesn't have to be a thing with a capital T. Like, calm down. What I find really weird about this situation is he says in his post, oh, I was just looking for some love and attention. But then he's treating this relationship less like a fun, let's have sex a few times and whatever. He's treating it like a full-blown marriage commitment. It's very odd. It's like he doesn't really know what he wants. Are you just screwing around with this girl or do you want a wife her? Like, what's the deal here? You can't do both. I think he's way too into it too soon. And and I don't know if maybe she told him that she waits six months because she could see he was very intense about it. Yeah. But like, yeah, he he's to about this and needs to very take a step back and go to some therapy before he's in a relationship mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. or at least spend some time on your own like a lot of people i think i mean what how old is he 27 yeah no she's 27 he's 26 okay so he's clearly if he has a kid with this other woman and he already has an ex-wife clearly she was like his first love or whatever right yeah probably he doesn't know what it's like to be outside of a relationship mm, yeah he has no idea And I think for people like that, sometimes you just need to live by yourself for a bit. Just do stuff that makes you happy. Go out, be an individual person. And then when you feel like, oh, yeah, I can chill with myself, then is the time to start dating again. Not, oh my God, I just got out of a relationship and I'm divorced and my kid is sick. I must find another human being to have sex with super quick. 
Like, it's not useful or healthy behaviour. Yeah. It's never going to last if you do that. It's just weird. <laughs> so just go spend some time being on your own. He's Yeah, he's 26. I hear how people are like, well, you got to meet your... I mean, and granted, we both did meet our husbands in college, but... <laughs> I didn't. Oh, you didn't? I thought... Nope. He was in college, though. He was in college. <laughs> I wasn't. Because <laughs> he studied abroad but um yeah we're, we're relatively young like early 20s but i hate how it's like oh once you're out of your early 20s if you haven't met your like soulmate then you're gonna be alone forever it's like no that's not Mm-mm. no calm down no it's okay to be single it's not the worst thing in the entire world to be single especially if you have like a kid you know like you're not a sick kid that should be your main focus yeah is how can I be there for my child and make sure that she gets to her doctor's appointments and what can I do to support her mom? And it shouldn't be, oh, my girlfriend of a month hung out with one of her college friends who's now a pro baseball player. Like, <sighs> come on, dude. you got more important things to be thinking about right now and your dick isn't one of them. Yeah. Agreed. This guy needs therapy. <laughs> That's another yes. prescription. All right. So I subreddit. I said plants earlier. Come on. Plants, 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 plants. And I subscribed to a bunch of new ones. Someone like on our house plants posted like one subreddit and then I went into all the related subreddits and I was like, oh, <laughs> this plants. is amazing. Let me see. I'm looking for a particular one. Did I do our foraging yet? No. Okay. Our foraging is awesome. There's also like related ones that are like urban foraging. We used to go mushrooming with my uncle in the new forest in england for mushrooms and it was a good time yeah i actually just this morning signed up to go foraging around here which i mean southern california it's funny because our foraging is like i found all these mushrooms and i found like a whole forest of plants and i'm like yeah we have maybe (laughs) we have cactuses that's what we can do i have prickly pears okay our foraging and there's like there's not related subreddits on this one, but I'll, I'll come up with some related ones. Let's check it out. Aww. That is a lovely dog. Dogs on mushrooms. Dogs on mushrooms. Like standing on mushrooms that are growing out of the oh side God, of a tree. Oh my yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Someone taught their Labrador how to truffle hunt. <laughs> oh, that's a really cool tattoo. I like the line at work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a lot of like mushrooms that grow out of the sides of trees, and I'm like, well, that's... Never going to find those unless I drive seven hours to the north. Go to England. Go hang in the New Forest for like a week. You'll see all kinds of mushrooms like that. Ordering pizza from my favorite local joint. And I heard the words moral and ramps in the background while on hold. Inquired about it and wound up with this amazing ramp pesto and moral pizza. Damn. Yeah, so it's it's not just mushrooms, but it, it is very like it's a lot of mushrooms. Yeah. There's like <laughs> onions and these ramps are kind of like a, a in the garlic family. Um, there's a lot of wild stuff that you can eat. Uh, I don't like that one. That's a whale meme. Don't like it. I um I got a question from um from a, a mutual friend um because because I write a lot of fantasy I do a lot of studying about what plants grow wild in these certain kinds of areas and what can you eat and what can't you and what time. So someone, um, I had a friend text me and was like, hey, you know lots about plants you can eat. <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> they wanted to know if uh, if in their fantasy world they could have people scavenging cranberries. I was like, well, how wet is it? <laughs> yeah. 
Very, it must be very wet. It must be very wet. And then I sent them pictures of cranberry farms and they were like, oh, that wet. Ooh, someone found so, yeah. uh, dragon fruit in Hawaii. Oh, hell yeah. That's cool. Oh, four leaf clovers. Oh, you can get salt from rendering seawater. Oh. Interesting. Oh, well, blackberries are very tasty. Yes. I do enjoy wild blackberries. That looks like England. That's surely England where she found all those things. <laughs> yeah. I'm... And uh, another thing I... So I listened to another podcast called Ologies, and they did have like a foraging ologist. <laughs> I forgot what it was called. It was like something ecology. And um, yeah, she talked about like all the different things that you can eat and how she like... Um, like some parts of the year, 25% of what she eats are from like finding in nature and i was like that sounds awesome it's cool it is labor intensive but it's a really nice kind of quiet time oh yeah my uncle is basically a hobbit though so does he live in a hobbit hole he's a cool guy no but he wears little tweed waistcoats and <laughs> rambles around in the new forest picking mushrooms and smoking his pipe so yeah he's a cool guy there is a like the amount of mushrooms that you can eat is wild like there's the amount of mushrooms you can't eat it's also wild there's <laughs> actually like i think more that you can eat than you can't but i definitely would would be very careful very careful yeah my uncle when we went mushrooming with my uncle he was like yeah don't touch these ones I'm like, oh okay this is like some bread that was made from acorns they found that's cool and also there's this uh mushroom called chicken of the woods because it tastes like chicken and someone made chicken nuggets out oh. of it. Chicken of the woods nuggets. <laughs> Fair. It's a good time. I just found the poster with the, the blueberry picker. Yes, me too. I was just staring at it's it. It's very good. I would. One of our first dates, me and my husband, actually, I took him to um, Brimham Rocks in Yorkshire. We went um, and we picked bilberries, which grow wild um, in that area. Um, and we just filled a couple of bags with bilberries, which are like these little, they're kind of like tiny blueberries. They're a bit tart. And my mum made um, bilberry gin out of them for Ooh. Christmas. So we had we had hand-foraged bilberry gin all Christmas, and that was very nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Bilberry's very good. There's some interesting, like, it seems like a lot of dandelion syrup, lilac syrup, and violet syrup people make. And then, you know, you can make mm -hmm. cocktails out of that. Lavender, too. Elderflower is so good. I thought I was being pranked when I saw the first picture of someone foraging asparagus. Because it's just oh, yeah. like someone took asparagus from the supermarket and then just stuck and it just in the ground. It in the ground, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know if I thought about like how does asparagus grow. I guess I thought it maybe grew in more clumps, kind of like broccoli. No, but it's just, it just stands sticks up. in the ground. <laughs> and asparagus is trees, like actually really tall. I didn't know it was a tree. Uh, let me double check that before this <laughs> before this goes out. Yeah, they're pretty tall. They get over the height of a person i would say that counts as a tree or just a large bush they kind of look like bamboo a little bit here's and i assume it man these people find in huge ass mushrooms yeah the ones that grow on the side of trees are how to grow asparagus a well-maintained asparagus patch will continue to yield for 15 to 20 years oh dang now i want to grow asparagus because it's delicious <laughs> I love asparagus. And I was just mentioning how the grocery store does not sell you enough asparagus. Like, I need 50% more asparagus in those bundles yeah. that they oh, yeah, sell you. Yeah, for sure. I fucking love asparagus. I could eat it every day. It would make me very stinky. But... <laughs> yeah, we had it last Asparagus week, does so. not compete well with other plants, so the bed should be dedicated only to growing asparagus. <laughs> asparagus is a picky bitch. 
Yeah, apparently. Very. Oh, elderflowers. Hungry. Oh, elderflowers are so tasty. I love elderflowers. Wild garlic. Man. I, yeah, so I'm very excited. Next Saturday, today is the 4th of July. Um, and this coming Saturday, I'm going to maybe go on a foraging, like, group trip and i'm very excited about it so that's very we'll exciting. see i really want some prickly pears because apparently prickly pear extract if you take it two hours before drinking it prevents hangovers or there's evidence to suggest it prevents oh. hangovers however i'm gonna have it <laughs> with the alcohol so we'll see <laughs> as like uh you know uh we we had prickly pear margaritas in texas so I'm going to do that. I think I've had a prickly pear margarita before. It's a very particular taste, isn't it, prickly pear? It's a little... I can't even really describe it. Yeah, it's kind of like a like a gentle... It's not really sweet. A gentle guava flavor. Yeah. You think it's going to be really sweet, and it isn't really that sweet. Yeah, it's it's not too sweet. But yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot by where I walk, but it has... You can see this, like, white stuff on it, which is a type of parasite that kind of, like, makes mm. a dome around itself, the white the stuff is like a dome it makes so i might go and get some you can remove it and kind of cut around it but i also just don't want to deal with that i don't want to bring it into my house and maybe have them get on my plants so i'm gonna see if there's some without that be careful of ticks yeah Mm. also this is unrelated seems like but Oh, this person said, I hate that I have to pick up water bottles every time I'm out in the woods. Let's change that. If we viralize a zero Nestle products challenge or fuck Nestle challenge, we can create awareness and hurt the Nestle company, which Nestle makes Purina cat food, mm-hmm. DiGiorno pizzas, and they make everything. coffee made. I, it, honestly, they make a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think I... Like more stuff than you think. Oyster mushroom. There you go. Prickly pear. Prickly bath. Six months ago. They made a little basket to carry the prickly pears out of, like, sticks in the woods. <laughs> Smart. I love these are my people. Man, I'm just thinking about my uncle's mushroom basket. <sighs> Shout out to my uncle. Hell yeah. My uncle Frank. He's a cool guy. I need to bring, like, a bag. <laughs> I, I want to crochet a basket to put them yeah. in. Yeah. Good, good idea. Yeah, good use of your time. <laughs> people are more impressed by the basket in here but yeah and i think you can also make it into like a fruit salad there's other stuff that you can do with prickly pears but i'm just gonna put them in booze because <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good idea. anyway okay so that's foraging do it it's good for you as long as you wash everything cool. uh, the the forager yes. was like assume everything's been peed on mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Um, you can find me and send me more things I should forage in Southern California on Twitter at Morgan underscore Slay, or you can find us on Twitter, the podcast at are the letter you the word serious pod, or email us at are the letter you the word serious pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at esme underscore c underscore knows, as it knows lots of things. You can also find us on Facebook, the letter R slash the letter U serious podcast. Uh, I have to go and take a shower and reapply sun cream and bug spray. <laughs> we are going to make the dumb mistake of going outside today. Oh no, what's the temperature right now? <laughs> oh, hot. Yeah. Um, It's about, well, I only can tell you in English degrees, <laughs> rest of the world degrees. It's about 33 right now. It's noon. Um, And it's noon, so it's going to be about 40 by the end of the day, I think. That's like 100. 100, yeah. That sounds right. At least it's not like 115. Wasn't it that earlier? Oh, no, that's next week. Oh, great. Good times. (laughs) So, yeah, please pray for me. (laughs) 
have fun Uh, drink water yeah we're gonna take a blanket out to the to the local park and try and get our names on for a restaurant and then just hang about in the sun waiting enjoying the park yeah then we're lots of sunscreen or find a tree or both probably or both i'm gonna go see if i can catch some pokemon hell yeah well let me know if you want to do a raid oh yes i will all right bye everyone (laughs) bye (laughs) 